0: Welcome in, Traveler. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fantasy Football RPG Podcast. It's time to level up in fantasy football.
1: Is up the dogs of RPG Nation. Open up your ear holes because it's time for a new episode. Number 46. We've got a great one for you guys this time. Another brand new guest to the RPG podcast. One Jake Perry. You might know him from a I don't know, a podcast called Two Average Husbands creating content over at JWB, and apparently an absolutely filthy Apex player. We had an extremely fun episode answering some either-or questions asked by Big Mike Kashuba. And we really get into the tough questions at the end of the episode. Pro tip, after you've heard that music drop, keep listening. There's There's a little something else back there. And this week's after music content is probably some of my favorite in the show's entirety. Not going to keep you waiting. Don't have a lot to chat about. I'm actually knee deep in research right now, going through training camp buzz, as well as doing my due diligence for the 2024 rookies so that we can put together an interesting episode for you guys here in a couple of weeks where we give you a little preview into that 2024 class i know that is evan's bread and butter and can't wait to hear what the other guys think as well but that's quite enough out of me let's get you right in there oh hold on let me check my notes real quick ah yeah sorry there is going to be a complimentary ad reading for spotify for podcasters you're welcome thank you for listening everybody and enjoy the podcast. Yeah, my wife decided to make today the uh, day we cleaned our house. So One of been those. cleaning like crazy and then... Uh, I have like one of those plastic three drawer bins that I keep like just some of my clothes in and that shattered on me. Uh, so I had to go get a new one of those. So I had to run a target and get all that shit and got home. This was, I had to update zoom cause I haven't used zoom in three years. <laughs> all right. Well, I yeah. gotta ask Mike, do you have one of those plastic things that he's describing? Cause I do. And I'm starting to think that it's just a, a thing that we all have.
0: I do have it. It's where I keep my underwear and my socks.
1: That's exactly what I keep in it. It's like one Same. drawer is underwear and cutoffs. Yep. The the middle drawer is socks. And then like my sliding pants for, for softball. And then the bottom drawer is like all of my softball jerseys.
0: Nice. I also Same have, that. I think it goes underwear, socks, miscellaneous where it's like, you know, compression shorts or like I have a set of jorts, but they're jorts made out of jegging material. Like those nice. are in there. Yeah. Okay. Only for okay. formal occasions.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, Mike. I got my shorts in that bottom one. Otherwise, I'm the exact same. Is that just a thing? Is I that I think like a it might just be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, good to have you here, man. Uh happy to, to have you on the podcast. Uh Definitely. Jake Perry on the pod. Mike hooked us up with uh with getting you invited here. So glad you could join us, man. Yeah, happy to be here. I appreciate the invite, guys course uh if the listeners at home don't know uh about jake perry he's at perry underscore ff on that stupid bird app that we use sometimes uh and also the host of a podcast called two average husbands and i have to say jake I, i've been listening to your stuff man recently it's good stuff yeah we have fun with it it's uh it's one of those nice podcasts where we don't really have a plan every week and so we just kind of we bring each other two topics and don't tell each other what they are so it ends up being a uh, pretty chaotic every single time but it's a good time we have a couple drinks while we do it which makes it go that much smoother so i like how freeform it is it's it's very loose and goose but uh very entertaining i liked the the fantasy fantasy draft that you guys had last that was very entertaining i still maintain that i won that draft people on twitter disagree with that but they're wrong i I think you did too who ended up picking bugs bunny uh i don't think anybody did Okay, I thought that was one of the selections because of his sleight of hand or something, but...
0: Uh, it might have been. I haven't seen that one yet. I'm going to have to watch it. it I think it was the did. last
1: one that came out. It was, it was pretty good. It was. It was a solid one. We had uh Steve uh Steve Lawson on there with us, with Kyle and I. It was a good time. We I, I was like, what am I going to do when I get two people who are into fantasy football together with me who's also into fantasy football? How are we going to do this but without making it football? And drafting a team of fantasy characters seemed like the best way to do it so no i i liked it a lot i i'm going to have to probably maybe steal that one one time when we're very slow on football stuff to talk about um think about like narrowing it down a little bit maybe making it a little more cuz we're the rpg cast so maybe you know rpg or fantasy themed specifically uh fantasy go. as in like you know lord of the rings fantasy but yeah. uh yeah uh you mentioned it but you guys start with drinks over there you guys uh kind of name what you're drinking and i wanted you to feel kind of at home it's something that we used to do and kind of dropped off a little bit but uh do you have something that you're sipping on right now that you want to talk about just a nice little zero sugar starry i had my fill of adult beverages last night and so i am taking it easy today i can appreciate that what what is starry is like a is that like a sprite kind of thing yeah it's like the new sierra mist ah uh, so they're not making sierra mist anymore correct good riddance yep that's what i was like i was like everybody was like what do you think of starry i was like well it's infinitely better than sierra mist was so because sierra mist have was to give that a look. yeah yeah but no this is definitely. actually pretty good it, it definitely it tastes more like low-key mountain dew in my opinion like Mountain okay. dew, but not as aggressive i could be into that yeah maybe a soft drink draft one of these times, because definitely bottom Ooh. tier for me, Sierra Mist. Yeah, uh, glad we absolutely. don't have to see that in stores anymore. Um, I am, I don't know what, Mike, you You actually have something a little fun. Do you want to talk about what you poured yourself yeah. that we talked about? Uh,
0: so I, I got home from work. I, I was tired after a long work day and then, you know, walking the dogs and doing all the outdoor husband activities you have to do. Uh, so I, I had a nice little iced coffee and then I was like, oh, I got to get, you know, loosened up, ready for, we're doing this podcast and I'm actually hopping on Jake's podcast after this. So really want to make sure that I'm on my A game. So I poured a little coffee, then did coffee, turned into iced coffee, turned into whiskey in the coffee, turned into whiskey in the melted ice. So uh if Tin Cup wants to sponsor this podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So if anybody knows anyone from Tin Cup.
1: Tin Cup's a, a solid little whiskey
0: there. I just like yeah, the evolution of, of your drink. It's it's like pokemon
1: just evolving into one thing and the other
0: yep yeah it's coffee blended coffee just yep. whiskey
1: <laughs> it's a, that's the most powerful form is just whiskey yep <laughs> that's what we're all wanting yeah. when we drink coffee we just wish it was whiskey yeah so true yep those it special would definitely make staff can, meetings when you can make better. your coffee irish that, those are very special days you're oh, like yeah. i'm just gonna just wreck my whole day right away yeah <laughs> sometimes you got to do it though You do. Yeah. When you, when you go out to like, uh, I always do it on vacation whenever I go to a brunch spot and I'm like, well, they have them like they do make them. So I have to have one.
0: It'd be irresponsible Um, not to.
1: Too true. Well, I'm actually, I wonder how often you guys do this. I'm actually a little bit on Mike's side here. I'm double fisting though, because I've got in one hand a nitro cold brew, which I rarely do, especially this late at night, but, uh, I needed it to wake up for the show. And I'm also, I really just liked the name of this. It's called uh, <laughs> an Eclipsosaurus IPA. It's got like a dinosaur on it. That really Ooh. drew me to it. Um, but it's quite good. It's a celestial IPA, which I don't know what that is. But yeah, I have no it's, idea. It's tasty. They're just coming it's out with new st- names all the time. It means nothing. Starves I'm now I, idea. I'm curious. Oh, yeah, I don't think it actually means anything at all. Very cool. It's just what they called it. It sounds (laughs) cool and it got me to buy it. So it is working. Uh, But yeah, I saw that. I saw a cold IPA. I'm like, does that, do they just make it cold or how does that work? That Um, I think they like cold filter it. So it ends up being like lighter, I think. Don't quote me on that. At least that's technically science. Yeah. There's something to cold IPA. Just like there's something to hazy IPA. But really hazy IPA just kind of means dirty. Yeah.
0: It's just got stuff in it. Yeah. Extra fruity
1: exactly all right well yeah cool Uh, i'm glad we're all you know doing a little something uh no one's doing water which our other co-hosts uh evan and eric are notorious for just bringing water to the game i respect it you gotta stay hydrated but yeah you know it's it's not easy to talk about water like i try to make it interesting i try to ask them you know what kind of ice they're putting in there is it big cubes small cubes just it's hard to make that interesting but let's get into it. Let's let's move right into it because we got some we got some stuff to talk about. Uh, but first things first, because we also try to kind of ease into things, give ourselves a little bit of a warm up. And because this week we're going to be doing a little bit of would you rather or either or questions later in the show, uh, I thought we could start out with an either or or would you rather question. And I'm gonna shoot this over to you first, uh, Jake. The question is. Would you rather have a magic flask that can refill itself with any liquid you desire or an unlimited food pass to any one fast food restaurant of your choosing? Ooh. That's hard. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the unlimited food pass. I feel like I'm going to get more use out of that because I'm going to buy myself food. I'm bringing that food to every party I go to. And then I'll just pick something that's like halfway healthy, so I don't feel like garbage all the time from eating fast food for every meal of my day. You got to pick in mind who, what, what fast food joint you you picking? Chipotle's up there. Oh, that's solid. Chick Fil A's up there. McDonald's, honestly, if I if I get past the healthy and just want to feel like garbage all the time, it might be McDonald's.
0: Those are three solid choices. Electric picks.
1: Yeah, yeah I, no. if if Chipotle just had a breakfast option, like just give me some eggs and and some potatoes and give me a breakfast burrito. Like you, that can't be that hard to add to the menu. That's surprising that they don't have, I've never thought to go to Chipotle in the early hours of the morn, but if they had a breakfast menu on tap, that would be a really dangerous option. I would be there probably every day and then I'd be homeless because I would be out of money, <laughs> but not with my unlimited food pass. Correct. Correct. Okay. That's that's very very good answer. What about you Mike?
0: I I think I'm going to go the opposite direction. I think that unlimited I'm notorious like I'll be halfway through a meeting or I'll be on my way to go somewhere and I'm like, "Ooh, let me get myself like a, a little treat, like a little beverage." So I'll end up like spending $8 at Starbucks getting something I could have made at home or I I'll buy a $3 energy drink at the vending machine instead of just getting a like a 12 pack and bringing them to work. So I think just having that flask and then it's also useful all of the time because like you're on a hike something goes wrong it's a survival tool now i can't drive myself to my unlimited past mcdonald's so i think it's awesome for a survival thing and for a surviving meetings thing
1: it's fair point that is fair i you know so i wrote this question and i was having trouble with it and i was really hoping that you guys would agree to sort of make it easy for me to go one direction or the other i could either devil's advocate or I could just be like, okay, you know, three out of three, we're all agreed. Now that you guys are split, it's, I, I'm having a lot more trouble with it. Um, it's hard, but I think, I think I lean flask too. Yeah. Uh, the more I think about it, the flask is definitely like the logical choice. Cause like you want to impress your friends. Oh, cool. You've got an infinite flask that you just keep pulling liquid out of. Like you mentioned with the survival tool, it just says any liquid. It doesn't have to be a drink. You run out of gas. Cool. Boom. Yeah. Your flask is full of gasoline that you can put in your car. I was thinking like you could just have the most expensive like alcohol in there too. And you can really impress people, but you're right. You could do gasoline. You could do all kinds of useful things. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the smarter choice, but uh, I'm a former fat kid at heart still. So uh, I'll take the food. I'm
0: currently a fat kid in training, so I'm getting ready. I'm getting back there. I got to cut back a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, that, that,
1: yeah. I mean, those are some good uses I didn't even think of. Uh, And certainly with those top three, I mean, you made it really difficult with the top three uh, fast food joints, because when you stack them all up like that, you could, I mean, that could be impressive too. You bring a bunch of fast food to a party. People are going to be loving you talking about that for a while. But, uh, you know, what would you rather have? I mean, now that we really are talking about it, the magic flask, uh, the unlimited food pass or a five-year, 262 million and a half contract with the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, I'll take the contract. That one's pretty easy. Yeah. Yep. yep. I'm, I'm taking yeah. the money. That's what Justin Herbert just received um, moments before we logged on to do the podcast. So I figured we could start off with this topic. Uh, I don't know if there's much to really dive into other than breaking the news here. Uh, but you know, I guess I'll, I'll take it to Jake, just your, your feelings on this man. I mean, well-deserved, right? Are you excited to see Justin Herbert with the chargers for the next half a decade? Yep. Worth every single penny, probably a little bit more. And then realistically, like, you know, he was not the greatest fantasy quarterback last year. I think we can all recognize that, but I think we can also all recognize that the dude was playing with broken ribs no wide receivers for chunks of the season and an offensive coordinator that just decided that let's not use the one thing that he's really good at, which is throwing the football deep. So let's just take that out of his repertoire and make, give him like a bottom three, a dot in football. That's, that's probably smart. Let's do that. He's fine. Yeah. Justin Herbert is going to continue to be a stud. He's worth every penny. You could probably make an argument that he's underpaid with that contract. Even. Yeah. I mean, dude is, dude is real tough playing through those broken ribs. And, and like you said, man, his, his wide receivers were, you know, one would get injured and then come back and then the other would get injured. And sometimes both would be injured and he just didn't have a lot of help. And that whole offensive scheme was just kind of stinky. So I'm, I'm excited to see him. Uh, hopefully he can sort of o- overcome the relentlessness of this like chargers curse that sort of shadows the entire org. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do especially with some upgraded weaponry, upgraded uh, offense just in general. Um, Mike, I know you are the probably the resident Justin Herbert guy just in general between all of us. I'm not sure how high you have him, Jake, but I know Mike has him absurdly high. So do you want to do a quick celebration dance? Do it. Do a quick route for yeah. us? Yeah, here, I'll,
0: I'll do a little, little disco dance on the pod, even though we're an audio-only podcast. Mike, put but, your back uh, on. Yeah, whew, I'm just hot and bothered by Herbert. But... No, I think it's, it's definitely well-earned. And when you look at quarterback contracts and where way they're going, like if you look a couple of years ago, Patrick Mahomes signed that absurd 10 year, $450 million contract. He's now by average annual yield, like seventh in his pay. So as this bubble continues to grow, as quarterbacks continue to break new records, like I think Jalen Hurts was the highest paid quarterback three months ago. And now he's like fifth. So, um, uh, Buy quarterbacks and buy them early because now the Bengals have to buy Joe Burrow, and that's gonna be a that's gonna be a lot of money. So yeah.
1: yeah, that's the next one coming, right? Like Yeah, it has to be. Supposedly. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. What see. other news do we have to get into? Uh
1: well, these next ones should go fairly quickly. I'm not sure why you put the Naeem Hines uh, leg injury on here, other than to I guess discuss kind of how Uh, You know, I don't want to say funny because dude wrecked his leg. That sucks, but kind of a weird injury where he was apparently stationary on a jet ski and then got collided with and that just that that freaking sucks, man. That's that's greatly unfortunate. I can't think of a worse way to miss a season of an NFL career when you're already playing running back more likely to get hurt than pretty much any position on the field. You're probably you know, in line for a pretty good role. And then, you know, just tragedy strikes, literally. He he had like multiple games with, he he took it to the house for like uh kickoff returns. Right. Or yep. did he do two in one game? Am, am I remembering I that right? Th- I think it might he have been did two, two in, two in two one
0: game well, yeah. the week after Damar Hamlin.
1: Yep. Oh, That's right. Right. That extra motivation. Uh Yeah. Just, just truly unfortunate. You know Um, it definitely sucks too, because it, I'm not sure if this is true actually, but because it happened not like at the facility is, does he not get like some sort of, does he not get money or something because of that? Because it was off the field. I, I'm not, I think because it wasn't like a training injury, like he wasn't training off the field when he got hurt. I think he, they'll probably knowing the bills too, like they're, they're a really good organization. They like to treat their players really well. So I, I feel like he'll still get his money, but I mean, okay he's going to be able to also sue the person who hit him and get his oh, money. Yeah. So, I mean, like he's not going to be hurting for money, but um, I would imagine just knowing how good the bills are to, the, to their guys that they'll probably still pay him. Yep. Cool. Yeah. The I feel that real
0: reason I wanted to throw this on there real quick though, is a lot of the RPG leagues that we run, we run Corey runs mm-hmm. is uh kick return and punt return based. Like you get little yardage bonuses for that. So, uh, yeah. The Bills currently do not have a backup kick returner or punt returner. Like they signed Heinz to be this dude. I, I started looking into it, trying to figure out who it would be and try to give advice. But uh, maybe Isaiah McKenzie, maybe they put one of their receivers, other receivers back there. But as of right now, that's going to be a training camp battle to watch.
1: That's interesting. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point. Who, who's their fast guy? I guess they don't really have, have one. My guess for who it'll be is Deontay Hardy. I know he's oh, returned yeah. kicks a you know. lot in the past, so he's pro- he's probably the guy right now. But, yeah, yeah. You're, you're losing. Hines was clearly like he had figured something out with, with what he was doing there, so he was really effective. So um, my guess is it goes to Hardy, but, you know, again, that's tough. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I like the Hardy shout out there because he he's done it before. Um, so there, there is a chance that he takes that role again, probably not useful unless you're in one of these RPG leagues with those kickoff return points, but, uh, okay. All right. I I see your logic in putting it on there. I appreciate it. Uh, Mike, do you want to also break this next one? Since this is kind of what another one of your guys.
0: I mean, everyone's all worried and like victory lapping, like, Oh, Kendra Miller's already hurt. He's already a bust. Like I had people mentioning my Twitter comments, like, Oh, you idiot. And I'm like, guys, it's. It's July. Please chill out. So Kendrick Miller was reactivated. Don't worry about injuries unless they're serious until August. Yeah. Please.
1: Especially when it's something that we already knew was going on. It's like the the perpetual like double negative or double positive that we get all the time with rookies. Like we knew this was going to happen and
0: then (laughs) he's fine. Yeah. We knew it was going to happen. New Orleans knew it was going to happen. They still spent top 100 draft capital on him.
1: I mean, furthermore, Mike, weren't we all? I mean, even with Mike liking him as much as Mike, you like him, weren't we all sort of like Kendra Miller? Probably a year two kind of situation for any sort yeah. of like plug and play, like situation. Like, I don't think uh, I was expecting him to be even a flex this year. No, I was expecting no. that Alvin Kamara would maybe have one more uh, decent year if he doesn't get mm-hmm. a, a massive suspension and then Kendra Miller town is uh, scheduled for 2024. At least that's what I was sort of baking on when I took him. So yep. yeah, even more strange to victory lap now, especially <laughs> again, since it didn't end up meaning anything. Yeah. Uh, OK, a couple more things here. Uh, we, we got one half of the large RB uh, uh, holdout questions answered mm-hmm. for us with Saquon Barkley getting his massive new deal. Uh, really, really held out for that big chunk of change. Uh, instead of 10.1 mil, he's gonna he's gonna get 11, which is just a better sounding number, right? I'm sure that's why he did it. That's it, gotta be um, it. I mean, that or the it. the signing bonus was that important. Like he he just needed two mil up front. That's all he needed. I mean, I guess they had this. I mean, you know, we could talk about this a little bit too. We had the uh, RB Zoom meeting news yep. going around that they all mm-hmm. met up and and discussed this stuff. Saquon Barkley, obviously being one of the leaders I would imagine in that meeting. Um, do we think that maybe uh, I'll, I'll ask you, Mike, do you think that just through the discussion, Saquon was just sitting there going, Oh no, I, I was hoping we would all come to some sort of like, we could figure out something here,
0: like where we could all
1: like strike or, and maybe, Oh no, that's not going to end up looking like it's going to be a thing. And maybe he just takes the next deal that is <laughs> given to him.
0: Yeah, I think whatever the meeting was last night, it didn't inspire confidence. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Austin Eckler, but I, I don't think he was leading the Communist Party of running backs into the next generation. Like, it's, uh, it's just unfortunate that the position gets beat up as much as they do. But from a team building standpoint, like, they are so replaceable because if, let's say you create an extra half yard after contact per carry, like, teams don't really care about that that much. They care about hitting the hole, running the scheme as it's designed. That's why you can take undrafted guys and just plug them in and they, they blow up. So it's tough. I can break down the contract a little more if you want to because I looked into what the incentives are. You guys curious? They're yeah, all tied uh,
1: to the Giants making the playoffs, right? Like it's the only way he gets so, more money.
0: So there's four different opportunities for incentives. He can only cash out three at a time. One is the Giants make the playoffs. He gets 300000 One, he gets 65 receptions. He gets 300,000. He hasn't done that since his rookie season. One is him getting 1,350 rushing yards, which would be a career high. And one would be getting 11 total touchdowns, which he's only done once in his career. So he bet on himself to do three things that he couldn't do regularly. And then one thing that he needs the team to do. It's a weird bet to make.
1: Well, that's, very interesting. I mean, if money is a motivator, which it seems like it is, then you can count in uh, like a top five finish for Saquon Barkley, right? <laughs> Sounds like he does all of those things and yeah, he's I mean, easily RB three on the season. If better, if not better. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I respect it. I respect you, you know, fighting your fight and trying to get a little more money out of there, but like also you're a top three paid running back in football already, just by getting the franchise tag, like, you can only get so much extra there and the giants were very clear that like they're going to throw money at a bunch of slot receivers and uh, Daniel Jones and that'll work. So Saquon, here's what we can give you. And he was finally just like, I'm not holding out. What am I doing? Not
0: Another weird thing to hit on with this, like because he decided to sign this deal that's basically the same deal, just with incentives. Now he can get tagged next year and it is a year one tag. So, he actually just set himself back two million dollars for next season. So, not not the that's vibe. Odd.
1: I would mm-hmm. guess that there has to be some type of like, like a promise basically that they won't yeah, tag him. Case. Like that's it, maybe that was the compromise. we won't we'll agree not to tag you next year, but you have to take X Y Z this year. And it Ooh, my guess age. is that's probably what they came to and then uh watch the giants be like psych <laughs> franchise tag <laughs> say watch them tag him <laughs> like why? why okay yeah good faith uh yeah Saquon we're going to go ahead and tag you yeah uh okay do you guys i saw this floating around too do you guys have any opinion on I, it, it feels almost like the running backs just as a whole need like a rebrand like maybe running back just isn't the right Positional name for them anymore. If they do want to get paid more, they should probably have some sort of like receiving threat or like multifaceted like implementation into the name uh, of the category of running back. Do you guys have any like ideas off the top of your head for like what that could be? I saw weapon back floating around and I thought that was a little cheesy. But uh Mike, you got you got something, right? You're a creative guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could do wide back or the wing back, which are like actual positions in the wing T. Bring the wing tee back, by the way. Wing uh, T. That, yeah. And that's then like a there's I like that. There's also like every single season, there's a joke like, oh, this guy's going to be in the Debo Samuel role where he's like a receiver, but he plays running back sometimes. Like, if I were Saquon Barkley, I would insist, like, you list my contract as a receiver. I'm like an underpaid receiver this season. And then next season, I'm just a receiver in the Debo Samuel role. Like, yeah. oh, I'm just taking some carries sometimes.
1: We'll just start calling exactly. it the deep. Like, what position do you play, Debo? <laughs> Debo. Debo. Yes. I'm a Debo back. <laughs> yep.
0: That's okay, actually gold.
1: Debo would like like that a lot. I feel like I think we could get that started and circulating. Yeah. He'd probably see that. You get like defense gets the Mike Will and the Sam. Like yeah. you're just Debo now.
0: I just play Debo.
1: You heard it here on the RPG Pod. We are we are flagshipping Debo back and and just playing the Debo. Is going to be a thing. Uh, we're going to get that started. Uh, but getting to the other half of that. Sorry, this was actually a two-parter uh, because Josh Jacobs obviously is the other half that did not get a deal, and he actually flew away on an airplane. He said, "Bye, I'm see ya." <laughs> uh, any guesses, uh, Jake, as to where where Josh Jacobs is headed to? If I were him, I'd be going down to Cancun, mm-hmm. just chilling on a beach for a minute, and just. He's going to play week one. I have no thought in my mind. He's not going to play week one. So he's just going to go on vacation. He's going to show up right before camp's over and he's going to walk into the season. He's probably going to have another one of his spectacular, like 36 carry 180 yard, three touchdown games to start the year. And then everybody's going to be like, oh, maybe we should just not have our running backs report to camp. Maybe maybe if they're healthy coming into this, they'll they'll be doing a little better. So, yeah, yeah, they might they might be okay jacobs holding out makes less sense to me than saquon does um i get it i again i get wanting to fight for fight for your bag you know get your bags i appreciate it but also like we've been having this conversation about running backs for five years if not longer like you came into the league knowing that this is what running backs were like they just you're not getting paid elite money it's just never going to happen teams know that Not that you're replaceable, because yes, it's really hard to find a back as good as Jacobs with his skill set, but do you really need that if you have Devontae Adams? Like, you can make just Devontae Adams work. Yeah, I I think that we can totally agree on that, on uh, him not holding out. Unless, Mike, I think we talked about this actually last week, you are also... we me and you and, and Hutchinson, we all talked where we were just like, yeah, Barkley yeah. and Jacobs, there's like really no shot in our minds that they actually hold out. And Barkley, we were proven uh, that is to be the case. Uh, we'll see about Jacobs, yeah. but yeah, I'm 99.9% with you there. Uh, okay. Well, um, next kind of thing to get to here. And uh, yeah, it's a lot. Sorry. There's a lot of stuff happening because training camp is uh underway now so we actually have some news here which is (laughs) welcome but also yeah a lot um mike do you want to go ahead and pour one out for your boy
0: i will sleep myself or cry myself to sleep every night for the next week uh jake i don't know if you know this or not like the first episode i ever came on like the first podcast i was ever on was this one and uh it was called the Kadarius tony andy reid fusion dance Mm because we just wanted Kadarius tony to put on a little little muscle a little weight and uh, he's getting surgery on his knee again, same knee twice in one year, which is really good. That's a good thing. It's a I'm I'm fine. Everything's fine.
1: Everything's fine. There's no fire going on in the world around me. Everything's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it I think at this point we can just we just have to accept that Kadarius Tony is in fact injury prone. Like you can only get hurt so many times in like a three year span. And, like, I don't like to say injury-prone is a thing, but when it's the same type of thing over and over and over, like, there's clearly some sort of issue that needs to be addressed.
0: I think the issue is that he is too fast for his mortal existence. Like, his heavenly body is trying to leave his earthly body because he's just that talented. And I'm just so sad.
1: I think he made some sort of... um... Like witches' curse deal uh, to win a Super Bowl ring, and then like the bit, it was like a monkey paw, right? It was like I, three years ago. He was like, "I want to win the Super Bowl." Monkey Pearl, uh, monkey paw curled its its finger and uh, was like, "Yeah, sure." In in a couple years, and you are gonna blow out your knee every single year, and that was his uh, monkey's paw curse. So watch out for monkey paws, guys. They yeah. they have that double edge to them. Uh, if you ever run into one, you got to keep that in mind. But okay, just had to blast you a little bit there um because I know you're the 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 big Tony fan here. But let's let's go ahead and keep moving here. Uh, I probably should have just included this with the last sort of topics with the uh, the running back talk, but just to quickly sort of pepper it in, Jonathan Taylor pup to start out on training camp. Uh, he can be reactivated anytime, so you know, hopefully nothing too serious, but he had off-season ankle uh, surgery. So, I mean, I think that's kind of what's going on here. There's sort of some, like, conflating between that and, like, he was obviously in the running back meeting, and he's obviously discontent about not getting uh, paid what he thinks he's he's worth. Um, you know, I'm not going to speak on that, but something to, I guess, monitor, but I'm not too concerned. Uh, Mike, do you have any concern here?
0: Absolutely none. He's hyper-talented. He wants to play football. He's going to play football.
1: Same, same thing with you, Jake. Yep. Same here. Uh, I thought it was hilarious that uh, it was either Rappaport or Schefter tweeted that he was <laughs> holding out. And then five minutes later, the, uh, the Colts, <laughs> Colts social media team tweeted a picture of him at camp. And like, he showed up, like he was in street clothes. Like he knew he wasn't pr- practicing today. Maybe it is a mini holdout or something like that. He is the, on the last year of his rookie deal. So maybe it's something he's going to play football week one if he's healthy. So what, all of these guys are going to play football week one if they are healthy. They they are risking more by not playing because they saw what happened to Le'Veon Bell. And yeah, yeah sure, Le'Veon got paid, but then he fell off the face of the earth because he didn't play football and just admittedly smoked weed for a year and like didn't really. <laughs> like. Actually. You can only do that so much. Um, and if you're <laughs> training while you're doing it, you're probably fine. Um, so if that's what they want to do, go for it. I respect it. I'll join you, but yeah, no, they're playing, they're playing football week one. Just, just cheaped on Gons for an entire year and then left the Steelers who yeah. like, what better, he couldn't have like left and gone to like a better spot. I feel like where he was already ingrained. Uh, they had a good offense. They had a good O-line. They obviously knew how to use him. Uh, so yeah, just poor decision-making there. Now he's like doing, these exp- like exhibition like boxing, boxing. matches yep yeah <laughs> didn't he fight like adrian peterson he did and i think he won i think he did too i think yeah. he knocked him out okay all right i see you <laughs> uh but okay yeah last thing here and obviously the most prevalent the most important news to get to the return of big man jimmy graham uh comes out of retirement joins the new orleans saints uh, they got their te one. Now they're gonna be just flanking two sides here. You got Jimmy Graham and Taysom Hill. Like, who's? How do you stop these Saints? Jake, tell me how you stop the Saints. Uh, you remember that Jimmy Grandpa is about thirty-five years old and wasn't good the last like four years that he played football. So you just you you take anybody on your defense and you just have them chip him. But I mean, you, honestly, though it. I saw a report that this is basically just like a training camp deal. So to me, it almost just feels like they're bringing him in as kind of like a player coach kind of thing. Okay. That's how I'm mostly viewing it. Like maybe this is his parlay into getting on the coaching staff next year. Mm, That's just like showing, showing coming into camp, showing he can be a good veteran president showing he can teach, you know, train, you know, train guys up and and teach them to play the position a little bit differently. And if they show him something, you know, maybe he's the tight end coach there next year and gets a job in the league that way from it. So who knows? I I don't expect him to be a football relevant option in any way, shape or form, but it's cool to see Jimmy grandpa back on a roster. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't think about uh, him coming in to just basically be, you know, a veteran presence there. Uh, that, that definitely makes sense to me. Um, I mean, did you, did you see though, the picture that he posted on Twitter of him with his like $15,000 bike and said he was like in the best shape ever. Oh yeah, he's jacked out of his mind. I but, mean, he just looks completely yoked, right? Oh yeah,
0: I, it is the best shape of your life season. Everyone is in the best shape of their life. I am in the
1: best shape of my life. I'm not. I'll okay, fully admit but, that. But you, could, I mean, this isn't a, a visual <laughs> medium, Jake. You could you could just lie. Like that, I'm, that's... I'm six five, two 235. I look like an NFL linebacker. This, these are all lies, people.
0: These are all six, lies. Five.
1: Nice, yeah. You you beat Mike out
0: yeah no he did he got me i
1: think i think jake could beat up mike in my personal opinion
0: i mean if eric can beat me up jake can definitely beat me up because jake looks like he can put eric through a locker
1: so true though uh (laughs) guys gassing me up over here i'm about to go try out for an nfl roster i'm actually over here at 510, 175 like i could be an nfl linebacker i show up to practice get pancaked by a fullback on on day one i'm like i'm out guys (laughs) We are actually in the same club. I'll I'll edit all of this out probably, so no Perfect. one knows our our true measurements. But I am in the same club as you. I'm I'm about yeah, there. I'm keep, actually keep lighter. the six
0: five two thirty five part.
1: Yep. Yeah, you want to work that into your Twitter bio? Actually, I think that would really boost you up if you had. To I'll, throw it, I'll throw it in there just to see what happens. That's my favorite <laughs> yeah. thing to do recently is like every once in a while I'll see like random things that get said on podcasts and I throw them in my bio just to see if people notice. Ooh, Nobody that's, ever does. That's- that's good, nice. except when I mean, they're trying to, to get, they're trying to yell at me and they're like, you have your Apex rank in your bio. And I'm like, brother, I get 50 DMs a week of people wanting to play Apex with me after I tweet about it. And then they want to play ranked. And I'm like, I, I cannot play with you. So here's my rank. So you know that I can't play with you. <laughs> that big, big uh, Apex player? You play a lot yes. of that? As I like right on launch, I grinded it for a minute, uh, played in a couple like online tournaments for it. Took nice, you know, played Warzone almost exclusively for like two years. And uh that game makes me want to break my computer. So back on Apex. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you, man. Call of Duty, I tried to return to uh with Warzone. I was like, yeah, I'll get back. I think I the last one I played was like Black Ops two before that. Like I had been off for a long oh, yeah. time, picked it up and I was like, Oh no, I there's no way. Like everyone is so good at this game, and I'm just like, uh, uh, I I got five kills, guys, and sixteen deaths. Is that good? Did I help? <laughs> hey, it, you know what? Warzone was fun when it was just Warzone, and then Warzone Two came out, um, and then I stopped playing the game for like three months, and then my first game back, I got killed by a guy who had laser beams coming out of his eyeballs, and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna go yep. back to Apex where I expect people to have like strange abilities like that not just get deleted by laser eyes. So Warzone, you lost me. You're never getting me back unless you go back to what made you good in the beginning. Uh, Mike, are you playing any FPS? Do you play FPS at all? Is that in your bag? Uh,
0: I do, but I'm a a dirty, poor console player. So I was actually playing call of duty before we started, uh, streaming and, uh, I went three and twenty in the last game because I was oh, not tension because I was scrolling through ADPs trying to get ready for this, and I would look up yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, they have a chopper gunner. All right, that's that's how this is going." But no, it's Be a good time if anybody wants to play. Um, shoot me a DM on Twitter. I'll play with you. I'm bad though.
1: Oh yeah, uh, I'll play anything. But like I said, I'm I'm out of shape. Been playing a lot of just like. Uh, turn-based stuff because it's mm-hmm. slow mm. and I can walk away from it and yep. my wife won't uh, come into the room and ask me to do something and I'm uh, like in the middle of an online game and I'm like, I, I, I really can't pause. She's yep. like, can't you pause? I'm like, it's just not how it works. Yes, I'm sorry. sorry. It, it took my rather... wife like three years of explaining that to her but she, <laughs> she finally gets it now. Yep.
0: Yeah. Olivia still doesn't get it but she's really nice about it. She's just like, whenever you're done but then all of a sudden she starts like leaving the house and I'm like, okay, that means now. Yep. But <laughs> uh would That's you rather one. have your wife ask you to stop playing so you can do something or do you remember when your like mom would come in and be like you need to stop right now like which one of those is more pleasant for you wife
1: so wife. easy very easy answer there
0: cool well we're going to get into some much harder would you rathers as we roll into our next section uh so for the listeners at home we're just going to roll through this is going to be redraft adp pulled from uh fantasy pros so I'm just going to read a couple of names that are next to each other. Let's do four point for passing touchdown, PPR, normal stuff. Very like vanilla. If you're doing a home league with your family, like who would you rather have? Are you guys ready?
1: Let's do but this is for just to clarify, but this is for like, who would you rather have in dynasty or just?
0: Just this season, you're a competitor. Just this season. So it's okay. like, okay. it's you. like redraft slash you're in dynasty and you're pushing all the chips in. Okay. Sounds good. So, for starters, and very topical, let's go to the quarterback division. Would you rather have Justin Herbert or Justin Fields? Cora, you first.
1: Ooh, me first. Um, I, I would rather have Herbert. I, I feel pretty strongly with that. I know Fields has the rushing upside. Uh, that That is what makes it a little more difficult. I think Herbert can also do a little bit of rushing himself, though. He's a toughie. Uh, he's a, he's a tough dude. Uh, won't be as much as fields. Obviously fields could lead, uh, quarterbacks in rushing yards, like very easily. Um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna have to give it to Herbert because I just think that he's a little more, he, he should be a little more consistent. I think, I think he provides a really solid floor. Um, Kellen Moore, I mean, he should get a nice, like offensive bump as a whole with that new, like scheme in place. Um, that is tough, though, for this season specifically because, yeah, I just think Fields is going to go off. But I, I think I'm going to lean Herbert. I'm a little shy about the Justin Fields injury, too. So
0: Okay, that makes sense. Jake, what are you thinking?
1: Uh, I have these guys back-to-back in my redraft rank, but I do have Herbert ahead of Fields. I think he gets back to running more. I The only reason we saw a decreased rushing output out of Herbert last year was because he had broken ribs. And there was, mm-hmm. it was very clear that it was like, Don't take off. Don't scramble. Just dump the ball off. Like, just get it out of your hands. Don't take hits. Um, So, yeah, I real answer for me is with quarterback is basically whoever I can get later. Um, But I just based off of my rankings for this year, I have Herbert one spot ahead.
0: Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. The reason that I picked these two is because I think these are two. And then so they they're going at six and seven right now. And then T law is going right after. I think that those are the last three guys that have a chance at the being like in that elite tier at the end of the year, Mm -hmm. like either they just added a new weapon. Actually all of them did between Quinton Johnston, DJ Moore, or Calvin Ridley. And then they all have a sneaky rushing upside, whether it's, you know, T law dunking the ball at the goal line or Herbert rushing for 500 yards, but nobody talks about it or fields. He could easily set the quarterback rushing record easily. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I personally lean so, Herbert.
1: That dunk play is still so ingrained in my mind. That dude, yes. is, he's so long,
0: so hot. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I lean Herbert with this one too. Uh, I think that he just he's already shown us he can be a top two quarterback. He just added another uh, amazing weapon, and then like Kellen Moore was throwing for four thousand yards with Cooper Rush. So I think there's a really good opportunity for. T-Law to take the, er, sorry, Herbert to take the next step forward.
1: You got T-Law on the brain now. You can't get him out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you just talked actually, about the dunk and I, I can't get it out.
1: I actually got, I got, um, so just to clue you in a little bit, Jake, I, I am a complete degenerate and I buy football card packs to open nice. because I, I like ripping packs. Uh, it's certainly not the economic way to collect football cards because you get a lot of just like, meh. And then sometimes you get like, ooh, but yeah. it's mostly meh. Uh, but i did get uh, a trevor lawrence card and the series is called photogenic yep and it has him like throwing his hair back and he kind of looks super saiyan-esque and nice. it's just it's a it's just a very very cool card i got that and i i did do a little audible like ooh, like when i go ooh. Ooh, ooh,
0: i like it your your wife's just in the next room like what are you <laughs> doing <in> there
1: nothing <laughs> just opening packs yeah. I pick very strategic
0: moments to open my pack.
1: So when I know like Aaron is in, my wife is in the other <laughs> room and I'll like, I'll be opening them up and she'll just hear me go, Oh man. Or, Ooh. <laughs> uh, okay, but mo-
0: moving on to the next one here. Moving forward. Uh, these are a couple of guys that are sitting right at the back end of your RB one zone. Maybe the top end of your RB two. Would you rather have Travis Etienne or Jameer Gibbs?
1: Hmm. I have James. I've Gibbs, Gibbs well ahead of ETN this year. What for? Um, I they didn't use a top 12 pick on Jameer Gibbs, not to make him the featured guy. And as much as I love David Montgomery, he's very much a, like he does what you need him to do, but he's never going to like carry the offense. And if we're being like, everybody's projecting Montgomery to be in the Jamal role that he had last year. The only reason Jamal had that role was because DeAndre Swift got stopped on the one like seven times. The offense stalled out on the one like 10 times and half of his touchdowns were one yard. Just they give it to him three straight times until he gets in the end zone. It's not going to happen again. Gibbs is I think going to be healthy first of all, which is something that Swift (laughs) hasn't been able to do. Um, But I was, I was really high on Gibbs coming in and then the lions was like, one of my preferred landing spots for him assuming because i was always assuming that swift was getting moved um so mm-hmm. when that happened i was, it was just he's a smash top 10 running back for me this year i'm really not you know overthinking it too much and then i think bigsby's going to eat eat into etn's work a little bit more mm-hmm. than people expect um especially from a pass catching perspective um, and that's really what etn needed to add to his repertoire to to you know really return the fantasy value that we're expecting from here so i've got etn at 17 and gibbs at 10. so i've got them pretty staunchly different
0: sweet i'm gonna need your phone number after this we're gonna be best friends so (laughs) perfect we're good corey what you got
1: um well i wish i could argue with you because it'd probably be a more interesting podcast if i had a differing opinion but yeah i mean i'm i'm gibbs as well mostly for all the same reasons uh david montgomery i think is super steady like a super steady Solid RB, I think he'll be a great, like, breather, relief guy. Yeah. Um, he'll probably have games where he has, you know, 15 carries or around there. Uh, but I think Gibbs is also going to just have games where he just completely takes over. And yeah. you're looking at – you're, like, looking around, and you're like, where where is David Montgomery? And he is on the sideline chilling because we don't need you right now, David. Just chill out. <laughs> We're good. Uh, yeah. Jameer's got this one. I think there's going to be plenty of games like that where – you know, in the passing game and just between the, ta- I think they're just going to use him all over until they, until Jameer Gibbs shows that he can't do something. They're just going to have him do yeah. everything. Um, and so it's, it's Gibbs for me too. I like ETN. I I've liked him for a while, but again, the tank Bixby ad really, eh, it just scares me um, because I think tank is a good RB. He, he was one of my yeah. uh, top RBs uh, pre-draft. Um, didn't love the Jaguars for his standalone value, but Mm -hmm. Doug Peterson also loves to employ at least two running backs, so he's going to be used, especially with that day two capital. Um, Yeah, pretty much complete agreement there, and I I feel like, Mike, do you even have to say your side of it? Because I think you are. No,
0: I mean, if anyone's listening to the pod, I've yelled that David Montgomery is fine, and I love him, (laughs) but he's fine. Yeah um, as, probably the most- as a
1: Bears fan, I've had to make that argument a million times. Even Bears fans are like, Dave Montgomery's so good. I'm like, no, he's fine. He gets you five yeah. yards or three yards or catches a pass because yep. he has. Oh to. man, like, I'm that's so I'm hoping I'm so wishing now that Eric was here, our other coach, who's also a Bears fan. And uh we, we had a podcast a few weeks ago where we all played a drinking game and got way too drunk and started yelling at each other. And the the conversation between Mike and Eric was whether or not David Montgomery was a good running back, just in general. And it was just, I was just sitting here, I should have had popcorn, just like, yep. like watching a tennis match, just yep. the ball going back and forth. Uh, it, was, it was very fun, but.
0: Jake, just a quick question, completely unrelated, and you're not prepared for this at all, but who's a better running back, David Montgomery or Jonathan Stewart? Ooh. Or are they at least? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's it's close, but like, you know, the other co-host was like yelling. He's like, "No, that's disrespectful!" (laughs) And then you look at the stats, and it's like, Stewart (laughs) has more rushing yards, more touchdowns, more catches. Like, we
1: like to keep it really fun and like mostly cordial. But when we were playing a drinking game, where every (laughs) other minute we were taking shots, yeah, yeah, that do it. (laughs) It just Um, got so off the rails so quickly.
0: Yeah. Do you guys want to do uh, sexy wide receivers first or do you want to do boring wide receivers first? Sexy. Yeah. Okay. Sex appeal. Here it comes. Oh, also for the listeners at home, Gibbs is going at 14 right now and ETN is going at 13. So ETN is going a spot higher. And I think that'll actually like continue to widen as we get into redraft season. And like Uncle Dave, who's never heard of Gibbs, is like, I'm not drafting that guy. So be on the lookout. So next up, we have a second-year wide receiver who's being drafted at where their bump could go, or we have a wide receiver that only eats gummy worms. Would you rather have Chris Olave or DK Metcalf? Jacob, I'll let you go first because I know Corey's answer.
1: Yep, it's Olave. It's really not close for me either. I have Olave at 10. I have DK at 20.
0: You're really projecting that year-two job.
1: Yep. That well, it's just. The fact that Chris Olave is the wide receiver one in that offense, I hmm. as much as we would love to say, it's going to be Michael Thomas. And then he's going to come back and he, he he's been Michael Thomas for the past three years. He's got a handful of really good games. He's been hurt. It just is what it is. Plus Derek Carr, a solid, again, he's kind of the David Montgomery of quarterbacks. Like he's fine. <laughs> he's not going to kill your team every single week. He's going to keep you in it, but like, you know, he's not going to spread the ball around like crazy. Like we saw what, he, what happened when he had Devonte Adams last year. Like he was basically Devante, please get open. You're not You're open. Not. I'm going to throw it to you anyway. And I think he's just going to end up doing a lot of the same with Olave and DK, while I think he's a really underrated actual receiver, like he's a really good separator. He's a really underrated route runner. There's just too much target competition in that offense for him to really break out unless he's going to magically get, 12 touchdowns like it's just it's so hard and i know he you know he gets a lot of red zone targets and he's a you know physical presence there but they added jsn charbonnet has got some pass catching chops and i think he's going to take some of the pass catching work that kenneth walker could never claim that offense is just going to continue to to spread the ball around and i just uh, some of the guys i like at adp but dk is just not one of them for me that makes sense I i i respect it um it's actually tougher to me uh than maybe mike anticipated i am the hawks homer here um so dk is sort of the the choice that i almost feel inclined to make based on my fandom but uh it is it is close because chris olave i i think is awesome uh he was actually pre-draft in that class i think he was my wide receiver too i had burks as my one uh and olave right behind him Um, I love Chris Olave. I'm a huge, huge fan. D.K. is is my guy. Olave's age is appealing. You know, he's he's got definitely some years uh, under D.K. Metcalf. Um, uh, It's very close. I think I think I'm going to go D.K. Metcalf and I'll lay out sort of the reasons why. uh, Basically, I I know that Olave is going to have the chance here to be that wide receiver one pretty easily uh, on his team. I'm seeing a little bit uh like beyond the kimono with the Saints, and I think maybe they're going to use uh Alvin Kamara as much as they possibly can to squeeze the last little drippings of life out of him. Uh and you look at Derek Carr, and yes, he is fine. Uh, and he made, you know, Devontae Adams look awesome, but Adams kind of makes Adams look right. awesome. And I don't know if Adams, I don't know if Olave is Adams, I guess. Uh could be. He could. End up being, but I, I'm i just not so sure. I, I see Adams as one of those top, 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 if not the best wide receiver right now, just skill wise in the league. He's at least like top two or three. Um, so, eh, can he make Olave just as relevant? Eh, I don't know. Uh, can he make him relevant enough to still be like a top twelve wide receiver? Sure, but with DK man, the the way I'm looking at it is, I don't think Tyler Lockett's gonna stick around for longer than another season or two. And at that point, we're looking at a, a revitalization of the Seahawks with DK Metcalf as the clear one and uh, JSN as his as his Tyler Lockett uh, in a new younger convertible body. Um, and when I look into the future and I see that, I just I want DK. I want the what I think will end up being the overwhelming target hog in the offense. Uh, his physicality, the way he plays, I think touchdown regression, positive regression is in his future. Um, Yeah, I I think I just, I lean DK, but it is tough. It's not a slam dunk for me by any means.
0: That makes sense. I think as I look at this uh, currently, I think Olave is going a little ahead of him in drafts. It's 14 and 15. I think Metcalf is not going to kill you where he's at. He's going to finish likely top 24 with, like he has an opportunity to finish as a wide receiver, one with the red zone targets. When you're taking Olave, you're really... anticipating that year two jump that we've seen a lot of round one receivers make in recent years I I think it's a sexy pick I think it's a really exciting pick and I think it's the pick that I would make if it comes down to draft day because in this range like you're looking for guys that can really jump into that top tier and like be a difference maker I think Metcalf is less likely to do that but I think Olave could also not make a jump at all and then he finishes his wide receiver 30 or God forbid Michael Thomas is still an all pro and then ruins everything.
1: I I'm absolutely not mad at it. I, I completely understand. And as much as I want to put away my Seahawks bias, there's still probably a little bit bubbling up yep. to the surface. It's hard to not do. Um, but it yeah, that one, yeah, that was good. Both, yep. both uh, wide receivers are extremely talented. We'll put it that way. It's yeah, both yes. of them. Maybe Chris Olave. I think Chris Olave is still a hair underrated, but DK is kind of, perpetually underrated as to what yeah. he can actually offer a football team.
0: I think it's interesting that Olave is going so much lower than Garrett Wilson in drafts right now, just given that like they flashed almost the same as rookies. Like oh. they they still both had weird situations. I just think I, it should it, be closer. That
1: is weird to me too, because I mean I guess it's the perception of Aaron Rodgers versus Derek Carr is kind of the yes. big thing there. But I yep. think the Saints defense is also going to be like a lot worse than the jets i think the jets are going to i think the jets are probably going to have just in general better defensive play and maybe they're not going to need as much like passing the ball in dire situations as the saints might need
0: they're going to win a lot of games 13 to 6 and you're gonna be real bored on a sunday afternoon
1: the the jets yeah yeah i i I could see it yeah
0: yeah all right let's move into a boring receiver pick and then we'll do a tight end pick and then probably close it out here, but we're going to play down. Let's pretend you have to start three wide receivers in a flex. So you're looking at that fourth wide receiver for bye weeks Jake, I'm going to let you go first. Would you rather have Gabe Davis or Cortland Sutton?
1: Um, I agree with you fully Corey. Um, I, I'm going Sutton here. The only reason I'm going Sutton is I think we see positive, you know, positive outcomes from the Denver offense this year. I think Russ gets back to being Russ. I think it's pretty clear. Um, you know, once uh once uh he who shall not be named uh was out of the uh the play calling picture there at the end of the year, you know, Russ put up the two best games that he did all year. I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, I, I think it was just a really poorly designed offense. And I'm not as high on Judy as a lot of people are. I think Judy's going to be a great receiver, but Russ has kind of shown a propensity in his career to really like the guy who plays a role similar to Sutton. And with Gabe Davis, you're just dude just doesn't earn targets consistently. He drops the ball when he does earn the targets and he's a, he's a one trick pony in every sense of the term. Like he's really good at running in a straight or mostly straight line. Somebody will get mad at me because it happened on Twitter last week when I tweeted about it um, <laughs> that I, I said, you know, corner and post routes are a mostly straight line, but I, they are, you, you yeah. deviate a little bit one way or another to, to separate there. Um, and that's really all that he's good at. He just doesn't, he hasn't shown enough in the NFL to consistently earn enough targets to matter. Whereas if I, if Denver passes as much as I think they're going to Cortland Sutton mm-hmm. could be in line for 120 target season as the wide receiver two in that offense. And, he'll probably be a more consistent fantasy performer. And with Gabe Davis, like, yes, I recognize that the upside is there for like those game winning weeks, but he's never going to be in your lineup for those game winning weeks. He's going to (laughs) have pissed you off for eight weeks in a row where he scored four points. And then he's going to drop 40 on everybody's bench. So I'm just not going to waste the roster spot on him. I'll take the shot on Sutton.
0: Okay. Word.
1: Yeah. I mean, I Gabe Davis, man, uh, was there ever a bigger sell than Gabe Davis after his four touchdown game? No. In in dynasty football, no. Uh, no. do I'll say one thing about Gabe Davis. Duke can toe tap. I've seen <laughs> it. He can he can do it. So if you want a guy that can really get those toes in there, I mean we have to mention toes or feet at least once per episode, right, Mike? uh
0: yep. We're in The footcast.
1: <laughs> the footcast that has to exist already, but like not for football, sure just does. the footcast, and it's yep. about that's rex ryan talking about feet for an hour yep now would that be simultaneously like really entertaining and also completely unlistenable because i feel like it would just be very risky (laughs) i feel like i'd want to take like two edibles turn it on and just see what happens that seems right that seems right uh i almost I'm glad I didn't. But uh, earlier today, before I recognized that it was Tuesday and it was podcast day, uh, my wife had gone to the local weed store and she procured some edibles and she offered me one. And I was like, "This seems like a good idea." And then I I had the light bulb and I was like, ah, actually, I want to be a little bit present, so I will I will abstain." If, but that could have been a very interesting show.
0: Uh, if you ever want to do that, just let me know and I'll I'll make sure that I'm I'm on my game that day.
1: Oh, the sloppy cast sequel. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah, I will. like so you know. are you
0: Gabe Davis or Cortland Sutton?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I'm really protracting here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Cortland Sutton too. It, it's hard in that I don't like either guy. Yeah. But, if I really had to choose. Um. Yeah. I'm, I'm Cortland Sutton. Uh, Gabe Davis to me. It's been said he's inconsistent. I don't think he's that good at football. Uh, sorry. Sorry, Gabe Davis. Oops. If you're a listener, I just correct. Uh, I don't think you're you're very good. Um, I think, actually, uh, Khalil Shakira is a guy that I'm, like, kind of interested in maybe as a a possible guy uh, over Gabe Davis, certainly. But Cortland Sutton, I mean, one thing you can say about him, just pure measurables in terms of, like, height, weight, and kind of his game. He's kind of a poverty DK Metcalf in a way. He's kind of like, you know, that big, bigger dude, uh, bigger frame. Uh, He's posted, you know, a thousand-yard season in the past. Uh, I believe Yep, I might be wrong, but yep, 2019, 2019. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, I think that actually I'll take it one step further um from what you were saying, Jake. And I think that Cortland Sutton still has a shot here to be the wide receiver one for the Broncos. And I, I might be saying that because I'm not much of a Judy guy. I know a lot of people are on him. Uh, I just, I haven't really bought in that much, but I see kind of a dichotomy of a Cortland Sutton to DK Metcalf and Jerry Judy to Tyler Lockett kind of scenario for Russ. And that's kind of how I view those two guys. Um, So if Russ can return to to form, which I'm not banking on being a Seahawks fan, I have to sort of root for his imminent failure. Um, But if he does return to form, uh, I I definitely prefer Cortland Sutton for a steady baseline of fantasy points.
0: That's completely reasonable. Uh, Unfortunately, I am still in on gabe davis mm. i understand that he's a boom bust i understand that he's not good at being a receiver but what he is good at is running in a straight line and he's tied to one of the best quarterbacks at throwing a deep ball in a straight line so he had six weeks last year where he was essentially like usable in fantasy and then the rest of the weeks 6.7, 2.3, 5.5, 5.5, 7.8. I just don't think that you're finding a receiver in the 40s range that is going to provide a good baseline. So if I'm putting someone in, in a flex or a bi-week fill-in, like I want the opportunity for an explosion. Whether or not that's like the right way to play it, I, I don't know. But uh, I like the opportunity. I think that his price got so deflated that he's almost a value at this point. But – I'm gonna name a couple of names around him, and these guys are definitely ones I would recommend of these two. But I wanted to point out these two because I know you had strong feelings about Cape Davis. Uh, Jahan Dotson, is he okay at football? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You He's guys, more
1: than okay at football. He's very
0: good at football. Would you rather have him than these two? Thousand percent. Cool. Yep.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, let's do Jamison Williams, even with the. Suspension, you guys in on J Mo over these two? No? Eh.
1: Over those two guys? If, yes. If you if you're forcing me to pick one, I'm probably picking J Mo, but he's kind of a perpetual fade for me.
0: That's fair. Uh Quentin Johnston over those two? Oh yeah.
1: Oh, you're gonna make Ty- me pick Quentin Johnston, really?
0: I would you rather have him or Gabe Davis? That's
1: oh. yeah. Oh but Johnson, I guess. Yep.
0: But in in the wide receiver 40 range, really the lesson here is just pick running backs instead and get backup running backs with upside. Anyway, let's move to everyone's least favorite position. We'll do one more and then we'll let everybody see where they can find you, Jake. Blasphemy. Uh, I
1: love my ends tight.
0: I, God, I love you. I
1: love tight ends so much. I started a league without them. So, oh, perfect because they're like precious and beautiful you don't yeah, want to take them exactly i don't want to i don't yeah. want my opinions of them to be ruined i feel that yeah we're, we're actually going to do the opposite we're starting a league uh called rpg goliaths and it's just tight ends still, and O-line. nice
0: it'll I don't be know how one we're track our inputs, line points. yeah one sleeper puts in like team rushing yards and like team sacks allowed for an offensive line that's it's gonna be electric.
1: You know, oh uh, right. you know what we could do? We could uh this kind of sucks though, because I do want the O line on the teams, but I was saying we could we could draft QBs, but make like zero points for like mm-hmm. passing yards and touchdowns and just make it like hella negative points for being sacked.
0: I think you've actually fixed the problem. we're gonna have to talk about this later. I'm that so might excited. It. RPG Goliaths. Stay you tuned. Draft,
1: you draft running backs, but again, same thing, but tackles if they get tackled for a loss.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. or you yeah, only like you have to pick all of the running backs from one team so you get all of their rushing yards accumulated
1: oh that yeah. sucks i love that but anyway
0: uh there's a couple of tight ends that are in the gross range i know a lot of people like they either want to take the first tight end in kelsey or maybe andrews and then after that everyone's like i'm gonna be the last guy to take tight end I'm going to name the last two tight ends in ADP right now if you're only picking in a 12-man league. And I don't think you're going to like either of these. Would you rather have Chigo Conquo after D-Hop is signed there or Dalton Schultz tied to a rookie quarterback, which I'd like to remind you, the average rookie quarterback only supports 113 fantasy points, which is like eight or nine a game. (laughs) So Dalton Schultz or Chigo Conquo. Uh, Jake, if you want time, I can throw it to Corey, but if you're ready,
1: I'm ready. It's Dalton Schultz. Yeah.
0: I'm,
1: I'm pretty comfortable. I, I do not have them close at all. Post D hop signing. It's I have, I think Schultz is going to sneak into the top 10 tight ends this year. I'm going to mm-hmm. lean into the rookie quarterbacks targeting tight ends narrative. I'm going to recognize that the wide receiver room is pretty poor, um, in a lot of unproven guys and, Robert Woods. Uh, yeah, Robert Woods is there. Careful, Jake. He I exists. Mean, he exists. He's not the Robert Woods he used to be. Let's be honest about this here. But yeah, uh, there's, come on. there's <laughs> I took there, him there... in our sleeper draft last week. Come on. Throw me a little boat. <laughs> I think he can sneakily have his weeks. Um yeah, but I That's but I, I like think I think Schultz is gonna play kind of that pseudo Zach Ertz role where yeah. he's weekly it's gonna be like six for sixty-five. You're just happy with your ten points, and then uh, let's be honest here, tight end scoring is pretty abysmal. Ten points a week. You're a top six tight end a lot of the time. So um, you know, and I think he'll fall into the end zone a handful of times. I think CJ Stroud's a good enough quarterback to make that happen. So um it's pretty comfortably Schultz for me. I I I was a I'm a big chick guy in dynasty. I still still think he can carve out a role um and you know, have his weeks here and there. But in redraft mm-hmm. for this year, it's it's Schultz and it's really not close.
0: What do you have Schultz at, if you don't mind my asking? I am at 10. Okay.
1: I like it. Corey, yeah, I'm yes. I'm I'm pretty much with you. Uh don't like either guy for good reason. They're they're very, very, very last on the ADPs here. But yeah, uh, if I had to choose one, Chig is on, you know, he, he he's got competition for targets, obviously, especially yep. now with D Hop going there. Uh Schultz could be the target leader in that offense, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. What whatever oh, that means. I don't know, like in terms of yeah. its finish, in terms of fancy points, I don't know, but he could very well. I mean, if Robert Woods is indeed, uh, a, a, you know, basically one foot in the grave, uh, a corpse running out there, some sort of skeletal, uh, warrior, then, you know, that's not great. If John Mechie isn't anything, cause he doesn't, he hasn't shown anything. He could very well mean nothing to the team. Uh, Tink Dell is literally Ant-Man, so I'm not really banking on him, um, <laughs> Nico Collins, I guess if you want to put a, a roulette bet on Nico Collins, go yeah. for it. I don't think I've seen a lot that makes me excited for any Nico. This is the uh, first year I'm name, in but... on Nico. This is the first Good. time where I'm like, at cost, I'm fine with it. Yeah, at cost. There's, the there's a chance it For works basically for free. free. Take him over Gabe Davis, that's for sure. Between, oh, my Lord. between Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz, either one of them being the target leader on this team would not surprise me at all.
0: Hmm, that makes sense uh i am personally i think i'm in the schultz thing which i mean i wrote an article jake i actually just shot it to your twitter on like the fantasy football impact of rookie quarterbacks mm-hmm. unless the rookie quarterback is setting records or replacing cam newton's noodle arm it's like bad news for the incumbent so we think that like Alton schultz was in the perfect tight end offense and now he has moved into a rookie quarterback Houston Texans room. I, I think both are priced incorrectly. I would rather have below them, there's Greg Dulcich at 15. There's Tyler Higby at 16. There's Gerald Everett at 19. Like, they're just names below them that, I mean, Trey McBride's all the way down at tight end 30. Like,
1: yeah, that's who I'm driving. Give me, I'll, I'll just like, take Give him. me one of those. Guys. Thank you. Thank you. I'll thank take him. Yes. I'll take Hayden Hurst. I'll take, yes. Hell, I'll take a shot on like Kate Otten or. Oops. Michael Mayer at 30. There's so many, like, and that's why I, I, when I say I take the last tight end, it's like, yeah, if I'm not getting Kelsey, Andrews, maybe Hawk, Goddard, if he falls to a point, um, like, past that, it's, I'm literally just waiting yeah. until my last two picks, and I'll probably double tap two meh sounding tight ends, and one of them will
0: hopefully work out.
1: At, at that point, I mean, I don't know if you guys, implement or are aware of the strategy in some redraft leagues that still have kickers um, where like certain like more sharp teams just won't pick a kicker if they're not like exploding Mm -hmm. in points and uh, they'll just like take one on waivers, right? Do you think that might be in some redraft leagues like a viable strategy for tight ends as you literally just don't draft one? I've done it before. Yeah, like 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 wait for
0: camp news or injury reports or something to happen where all of a sudden an undrafted guy is usable.
1: Isn't it every year where there's a guy on waivers doesn't get drafted that ends up being like a totally usable, startable tight end? It feels like every year that happens anyway.
0: Pretty much. Evan Ingram last year. uh, That's the first one. Dalton Schultz even. Like, I mean, people were hyping him up, but he's still for where he went in drafts was paid off. Uh, There's a lot of opportunities to get a tight end super late because the difference between tight end six and tight end 16 is like two fantasy points per game. So, yeah. Anyway, I think that is it for the either or segment. Unless, Corey, you got any other thoughts on crappy tight ends?
1: Uh, no. I don't have right. any more thoughts on crappy tight ends. Uh, well, I'll, I, well, okay. I'll say for fantasy. Okay. Um, I, lo- oh I love any tight end that's listening. I love you.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Keep listening. I love you. You're a tight end and you're great. Um (laughs) but no, I did just want to before we sign off, um Jake, thank you again for just coming on with us, man. It was it was a pleasure having you. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. It was this was a blast. Um, before I sign off, because I did hear through the Mike Grapevine that you are a dog dad. And I I want to know what kind of dog situation you're dealing with over there. Uh, we have six dogs currently in our house. Four of them are ours and we have two fosters. Um, so we have Rini who was our first dog. She's a lab pit mix. Uh, then came Layla who's a boxer mix and then came Miley who is a, every type of pit bull that you can think of thrown into one. She's our little bully blender. Um, and then my boy Ernest, who's just pure American bully. Um, and then our two fosters, we have like a a six month old pit, uh, That's one of our fosters, and then we have a. We think she's um, like a collie healer mix. Oh, she's nice. Yeah, she's fine. She's fine. She was. She's the the most recent foster of ours. So still getting still getting used to having her around. But yeah, it's a it's a constant dog dog party over at the Perry's house. Yeah, you're making me feel better because I always uh, have to preface whenever I guest on shows especially because they're usually out of my normal rotation where my Mm -hmm. wife is handling all the animals and I can be in my den alone. Whenever she's not and I'm doing a guest spot, I have to have most of the animals in my office with me and I'm dealing with three dogs and two cats and everyone that hears that is like, oh, so your house is a zoo. But Your house is a a super zoo. No, yeah, 1000%. Yeah, it's a zoo. So my wife is the vice president of a dog rescue, so kind of inherently becomes it's like I'm like, Jess, we're taking a break. And then she's like, but this dog. And I'm like, all right, bring it. And then I fall in love with it. And I'm like, so dangerous. If my, yeah, yeah, if my wife was the same, it would be just as bad for us. We have a new, like just ingrained, we have a law basically. This is what it is. We have a law in our house where we can't go to animal shelters because we have six out of six times brought an animal home with us after going to an animal shelter. Be that way sometimes. it, it do be that way. Uh, well, yep. and and Mike, you have two, is that right?
0: I have two. I, I grew up in a house with three, and I'm constantly like, they have a thing every other Saturday at the local pet store by us, and like, I will strategically bring Olivia by, and like, oh, would you look at that? There's a little beagle here that needs a home, and she uh-huh. shot me down recently, but I, she'll come around. We uh, volunteered now, at man. a. Yeah, we volunteered in an animal shelter all through college, so like, it's been hard not to bring more dogs home, but we don't have the space. We live in a tiny house, yeah.
1: so. I feel it. Yeah, there's actually, yeah. uh, this is the most Seattle thing ever. We have a bar near our house that is a dog bar, where it's just yeah. a bar, and then they have a whole outdoor, like, fenced-in area where you can just let your dogs go and play with other dogs, so you can just drink IPAs, and it's one of the most That's dangerous places <laughs> ever. Dream uh, business to run honestly though they're they are stoked over there just all the time they're like oh they're all happy and stuff and i'm like yeah i wonder why you have the greatest job of all time uh, but <laughs> just wanted to get all that preface because i want to end with one last either or it was my it was my alternative oh. uh cold open that mike didn't want me to ask that i'm gonna ask anyway because pretty much on this show i just do what i want and that it, it just works that way Respect. uh so here's the question and i want jake to answer first Would you rather, and this is you have to choose one. Okay, you can't choose neither like Mike did earlier. Uh, You have to choose between adopting a dog with human hands or a dog with a human face. I'll take a dog with human hands. That one's pretty easy for me. Okay. The the face is what gets me with dogs. Like, (laughs) that's the best part of them. Also, their little (laughs) peats are really cute. So we call them over here. They're just their little peats, little beans. But yeah. yeah. No, I'll, I'll deal with a dog with human hands before I'll deal with a dog that has a human's face. Especially you know if it's th- actually barking at me, I'm not going to be able to take it seriously. <laughs> and the dog is not going to get taken care of because I won't be able to stop laughing. Yeah, I think I'm pretty <laughs> much with you. The one thing that tripped me up was that if like, you know how dogs like will sort of hop up on doors sometimes? Yep. I just really got scared that the dog could just literally turn the knob <laughs> with their That's human hands. Point. But uh Mike, you have to answer it. You can't say neither. Which one?
0: I, I tried to veto this question ahead of time, Jake. I'm sorry. I understand if you don't want to come on anymore. Uh, we'd love no, to I'll have you. I'll be back. You, I'll be back.
1: This is this is the content <laughs> uh, I'm here for. <laughs> I
0: I think I think I'm gonna go I think I'm gonna go hands, but I am a little worried because like my uh Coon lab mix will come up and he'll like paw me when he like, like wants pets. Yep. And I'm just picturing it's like Four in the morning, I'm a little tired, and all of a sudden I just get slapped in the face by a human hand. And I'm like, I wake up, and I'm like, sweetie, what's wrong? And it's just a dog looking <laughs> at me, just smacking me.
1: But that's uh, that would be that would be way better to me. Like we sleep, like our dogs, three of our dogs sleep in bed with us. So I would just wake up to a human face in my face. And it wouldn't okay, be Okay, that's worse. Yeah, that's worse. That would be way worse for me. Yeah. So we terrible. sleep with our
0: dogs too, and every morning when Bo, the <laughs> uh, Belgian Shepherd pit wakes up, he'll wake up at like five in the morning and then come up and put his head on the pillow next to me mm-hmm. and sleep like he's a human. And I'm just imagining, I like, my alarm goes off. I'm like, and it's just human face yeah, staring yep. me in the eyes. Or I'm also awesome. like, when it, Corey, when it barks, would it talk? Would it be like, outside, outside, outside? Oh, outside yeah, that would that would be so that
1: would that would kill me i would die <laughs> i don't think it could talk i think it says bark and it says bark bark <laughs> just bark bark, bark. Woof. Here, here here's a follow-up would it be would it be better or worse if it could emote with the face like if it had different like expressions on its face or if it was always just like deadpan which
0: is worse. I, I would need emotions yeah i would, I would need it, them it's but just dead- walking around completely stoic all the time just <laughs>
1: Although waking up to a dog face in your face that's smiling is like not not not
0: the best. He's smiling because he loves you. It's a good thing.
1: <laughs> I guess it's fair.
0: Oh man. Oh. Anyway, um, uh, Corey, well, You didn't got... answer. Is it face or hands?
1: Uh, oh, dude, I'm hands dog all the way. Hands face dog. dog. <laughs> face dog cannot be. That is the thing that just should not be. It's oh, an Eldritch horror. No. I'm glad I succeeded you, Mike, and asked the question anyway. I think it was a winning question.
0: I was going to have Jake sign off and tell people where to find him, but now we all know we're hands-dog people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we should do that, though. Jake, do you want to go ahead and uh, let the people know where they can find
0: your particular
1: brand? (laughs) Yep. So you can find me on Twitter at Perry underscore FF. It's Perry with an A, so that always throws people off. It's P A R R Y. Um, Two average husbands. We stream on all major platforms. We're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time uh, on YouTube, Twitch, and my Twitter. Um, and then all of my fantasy content is with JWB Fantasy Football. So you can find them on Twitter at JWB underscore FF, um, and then through YouTube and our and all the streaming platforms as well for the uh, for the remainder of the content. All right, man. Yeah, sounds sounds good. Really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for, uh, uh, you know, just indulging us in our our hand dog versus face dog talk. It was a really important question. Now we know we're all hand dog people. Like yeah, now we, we know we can all be people. friends, right? Exactly. We can, can our best friends. Are we gonna yeah. go do karate in the garage? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> the dog can do karate because it has hands.
1: Oh no! Oh, man. Man. that's an automatic. Oh, shit. that makes it harder. so if you want a guy that can really get those toes in there i mean we have to mention toes or feet at least once per episode right mike blasphemy i love my ends tight
0: i god i love you